a colorful crew of aliens and humans alike attempt to save the galaxy aboard their spaceship. You, it's not Star Wars. We, you know the show by now. Yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a space movie. You get it. Roll that beautiful beam footage. How Star Wars is it? Hey there, Mike. Hi. <laughs> and a good evening, good morning to our listeners. We're doing a second one, so this one will be silly. This one's going to be a little loosey-goosey. Um, I've got a cough drop under my tongue. Oh, yes, that's, that's your trick. That's where we're at. This, everyone, the show that you're hearing in your ears is called How Star Wars Is It? And we are Tell a them. podcast. We are the podcast. And we review things we give things a rating a score of one to ten but i don't know people out there might give things a rating of one out of five stars on apple podcasts or one out of five stars of like a restaurant or how many thumbs up we do it out of ten and it's not about how good something is so like if if you were to rate this podcast, mm-hmm. you would give it a five out of five. Of but that's not what we're looking at of like how good something is. No, we are not worried about the quality. We're worried about the quantity of Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, you know Star Wars? Heard of it. Well, wait, do you? We'll wait. Hang on. Go watch all of them. You can pause this now. Welcome back. Some of them were good and some of them were bad, huh? Yeah, yeah. But they were so- all Star Wars. And you did watch them all in one sitting. So after having done that, you have a sense of like, oh, okay. I feel like I understand what Star Wars is. Mm. I just watched 11 movies and two cartoon shows, three cartoon shows. Mm. Uh, well, not including droids or Ewoks and or any of that read, other shit too. But And like, you read all the books and all the comics. You read all the books. You played all the like RPGs and, and computer games and video games. Mm. So now you know what Star Wars is. So we're comparing things to that whole experience. Okay. Yes. That's what it is. Now, Mike. Have you ever had chili? It's like it's that. It's like chili. So this week, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Because we so, th- we said to ourselves, what movie have we already seen that we don't have to watch again? <laughs> <laughs> and and we didn't really think, at least I didn't really think, do you remember that movie, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't really, I didn't really like investigate myself to be like, yeah. you know. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we talked about this at the time, but when we first started this podcast over a year ago now... I remember, I think we might have legs with this idea because a lot of movies are kind of like Star Wars. Like there's, you know, there's Guardians of the Galaxy. That was like always the first one I would say as like <laughs> that movie was sort of Star Wars-y. I feel like we could we could compare things to Star Wars. Here now, of course, we've done things like swimming and mm. uh, pumpkin spice lattes and rat race. Um <laughs> So obviously, like the premise is not that everything is exactly like Star Wars. There's a spectrum from yeah. one to ten on the Hasui scale. Um, right. And but this one has always struck me just like thinking of it in the abstract. This feels pretty Star Wars, especially compared to some of the shit we've done lately. Yeah, we, we're doing. Mo- we're, this is some more movies, which is good because movies are normally easier yes. to do. Um. So I want to talk. Listen, we're talking Marvel, okay? That is my core competency. There you go. Okay? Now, don't get me started on Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, we already did. So, 
I remember seeing Guardians and being like, that was good. And I watched a recap today and I was like, this recap makes it seem like this movie sucks. <laughs> because the plot of this movie is go get the MacGuffin. Right. Yes, very much so. The plot is boring. The, the beats of the plot are not interesting. What's interesting and what's fun are the characters and the performances. Yes. The stylistic nature, the soundtrack, all that stuff. That's what makes the movie fun. Absolutely. And may, maybe good. I don't know. I remember liking it. I, I think I could watch this again and like it. I think I stand by it. Well, so um, Star Wars, mm -hmm. a fair portion of it is go and get the MacGuffin and have a good time with these fun characters along the way. Yes. So like right yes. off the bat from a sort of like plot structure standpoint, some unlikely people who were sort of adversarial to begin with become friends. There's like the rough and tumble pilot with his guy who doesn't really talk much. That would be mm -hmm. Han and Groot and Rocket and Chewie. Those are the two <laughs> pairs. <Yes. laughs> um, mm -hmm. There's the hotshot who I guess is sort of also Han. Um, and then there's like the that badass, even keeled woman. Mm -hmm. So th that's what's interesting about Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie at least, is it's kind of like what if Star Wars, but they're all Han Solo. Yeah. I wonder if that way. we talked last week about like how Hollywood works and like you pitch an idea for a script or whatever. Like, I wonder if, you know, Marvel was probably at a point where they're like, shit, what else do we have? We could do like Guardians of the Galaxy. And then they were like, what well, if okay. we did it as just, let's just do Star Wars. Let's just like lean into it being Star Wars and introduce the public to these fun, new, colorful characters. So to give you some background, it is wild that Guardians of the Galaxy got made at all. <laughs> it's wild that it got made before like Doctor Strange, right. Black Panther, Captain Marvel. Like this was the one that came out shortly after like, like it was the first team, you know, other team movie aside from the Avengers. Oh, yeah, yes, it was. It was sort of like not explicitly connected to the any of the Avengers storylines, right? Now, it's wild that they decided to make this movie because the Guardians were not even that popular in comic books, right? Right. But it's the sim it's a similar feel. So this is this is me saying don't get me started, but I'm going to go on a little spiel, right? <laughs> so, Marvel movies have had Benefits and also negatives uh, towards the comics that they are based on. When Iron Man came out in 2008, it was wild that they made an Iron Man movie, that they started with that. Right. Because he wasn't they that popular. They had no business having success. Right. The, the, the popular superheroes were the Spider-Man and the X-Men and like Wolverine. And that was kind of right. it. Like the popular superheroes all were taken by other studios. And those comics were the ones that sold. Spider-Man has always sold. X-Men has sometimes sold really well off and on. Especially in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And so it was wild that they made Iron Man. It was wild that it was good. So the, the effect that it had on comics was that Iron Man comics sort of morphed to fit the movie. The like Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Tony Stark. Yes. Th that, that version, that interpretation of Tony Stark became the, the de facto Iron Man. And so yeah. it made some retrospect stuff really not make sense. Like... The way he acts in like Civil War, for instance, in the comics is very much not Robert Downey Jr. style. So they had to sort of mash a new characterization on a Tony Stark that was actually probably more interesting than he had been treated before, depending <laughs> on some writers. But it also created some uh, limitations because they were having to sort of play ball with 
how the studios were, were treating it, which right. the comic publishing side of Marvel has always said like, oh, the movies, like we don't do things based on the movies, which is just a flat out lie because they do. Right. It's why they were like, they started pushing Inhumans comics because uh, there were X-Men, couldn't make X-Men movies. Right. <laughs> All that to say, Guardians was not popular. Guardians had a resurgence actually... Uh, there was an initial team of Guardians of the Galaxy, which actually was in the future, way back in like the 70s. No one really cared about it anymore. Okay. And the core team of the Guardians that was relaunched in 2008 by this really great writing duo, Abnet and I can't remember the other guy's name, was sort of a new, like, very hardcore, intense science fiction, playing with all the tools in the cosmic sandbox and bringing back the core, this or started starting this core group of Star Lord, Rocket, and Groot, Gamora, and Drax. Mm. All of these being characters that were either not used or were sort of like in the periphery of things for like got it. So decades. this this was like the Claremont and Burn yeah. of of um, Guardians. Yes, like X Men existed, yes. but it was those guys who like made it happen. Yes. Yeah. So these guys are the ones who basically invented the modern Guardians of the Galaxy, and mm. I read those because i'm that i am that comic book fan that's like i read the comics and like i'm gonna be that mm -hmm. annoying guy right now and they were really good yeah and they sort of relaunched the guardians as being something that people cared about it was sort of a cult classic it wasn't selling as much as like spider-man or whatever but it was really good so then when they decided to make a guardians movie it was crazy because people were like this is the one they're picking no one knows who the fuck these guys are right and then it ended up being really good and marvel at that point that was sort of i think the turning point where where marvel already knew and the rest of the world was freaking out like oh they can do no wrong like they can make whatever movies they want right. and people are going to go see them but it had the same effect where the characterization of the characters on screen retroactively became the, characters the, on the comics yeah, right. had to change to fit that which in my opinion with the guardians was negative right because the Chris Pratt Star Lord is very funny and he's very like eighties referency. Right. And he's like a goofball. And that's not how Star Lord was. And then he had to sort of change to become this like new character kind of overnight. Yeah, that makes sense. In a very sense. awkward way. Like Rocket Raccoon was was much more like uh the focus was much more on like his intelligence and his tactics than the fact that he was just like a rough love and big guns, you know, rough yeah, and tumble right. like like murder obsessed. Uh, Drax, I think, had the biggest change because Drax was like a very noble uh, person who his his backstory was like his daughter was killed by Thanos in a huge like battle, so his soul was taken and put into the form of Drax the Destroyer for the sole purpose of killing Thanos. Whoa! And like that's his deal, and he's like no joke in the comics and in the movies. He is just a, he is a joke. He right. the point of him is a joke, and so a lot of the and so then in the comics once again retroactively everything kind of changed, and so. To in my tangent before I talk too much, I think that it sucks too the, because like you could keep doing like if there's already an established like thing yeah. in the comic doing that and have them be separate because you're already claiming they are like separate things. Yes, which obviously I get it. Like if you have like a hit movie and then it's like people are like, wait, is there a book? Is there like a comic of this? I should read it. Like you're gonna want to yeah. make sure you meet them where their expectation is if you're gonna like want to keep selling comics, but like. I feel like X-Men hasn't really done that. Well, so here's the thing. I don't know what I'm talking about, though. But I mean, like, I've, you know, I guess I guess when I got into the X-Men, it was through the movies. And then I've since gone back and read things like by Chris Claremont yeah. or like Joss Whedon and Grant Morrison. And so like things that were done sort of pre-movies. Um, speaking of Grant Morrison. But yes, the X-Men did do this, too, when the movies came out. Because 
I don't know if you yeah there it is so if you were uh you, you mentioned Grant Morrison new X-Men which was the line that mm-hmm. came out in 2001 right right around the time of of the movies of the and and it was right. sort of a the tone of the uh book was not like the movies at all but the costumes right I literally just read the first like collection of that. Like I just put it back on my bookshelf. Yeah, this afternoon. And, and so like, but but they changed their outfits. They changed their costumes. Right. They like, looked a little more like you know jackets yeah. and pants as opposed to like colorful. I just sent you like costumes. a JPEG of what I'm talking about because you've you've read it so you know. But yeah, they have like four like right. utilitarian like leather kind of stuff, so it fit what the movies looked like. Yes, and they have like the yeah. X motif on the leather, but it's so, not like. In fact, in the first movie, when uh, Wolverine is like, you expect me to wear this? And then Scott's like, what do you want, yellow spandex? Or maybe I have the the dialogue back. And that's like... Bike needs gas. It's the goat. Fill it up. It's the joke. It's like, that's the joke. But... Right. So all that to say, it's it's we've talked about this before a little bit, about how like every studio wants to be Marvel. And so Star Wars kind of fell into that trap too of like trying to create like with their you know, a Star Wars stories and like the, right. even with the new movies, like trying to sort of copy the success that Marvel had. And which is crazy because Marvel is doing Star Wars. Yes, <laughs> I know. And so like the, that's the thing about the comics though, like the Star Wars comics are the opposite where like they don't have to worry about because they came, it was a movie first, right? right. So if they're just copying whatever the movie. And, and Star Wars has a singular linear canon. Mm-hmm. And and Marvel comics are all over the fucking map. <laughs> yeah, well, and so like I don't know, like all that information is a big info dump, but all that to say, it's like very complicated and weird, and characterizations are inconsistent across media, which like I guess you could say is kind of true of Star Wars too, because like there's not you know the movies are one thing, but then like if you go into books or video games, especially like pre like the legends delineation of comics. Like there's some yeah. comics that are like, that's Luke. Yeah. And books too, right? The, like the right. legends expanded universe or whatever right, is right. like some of the characterizations are vastly different, which what's cool about guardians and what's cool about star Wars and, and to an extent mission impossible. Like we just talked, we just recorded that. <laughs> this goes into my other, my other big thing. I'm like, everything should be public domain, right? Yes. Because- I knew that's where you were headed. <laughs> Because you have a bunch of writers who can take a swing right. at this property. And like with the, the Guardians that we know them now, the Guardians of the Galaxy in 2008, they were taking characters created by like, I think like some were from Chris Claremont. Some were from like Jack Kirby and Stan Lee back in the yeah. day. Like they were taking these characters that hadn't been used for forever that were created by other people and then putting them into something new that worked super well. Right. And similar with like how, st- but diminishing returns and also inconsistency because even like i didn't think the second guardians movie was as good as the first one right and the guardians comics have been incredibly inconsistent since the movies came out haven't isn't the guardians of the galaxy also like a a team name that like the roster rotates a lot like hasn't like spider-man been in the guardians of the galaxy this actually will go into the game we have later okay (laughs) but spider-man actually has not been but there have been a bunch of big names where like especially especially since the movies came out. Yeah, yeah. Since the movies came out, like, the so the original Guardians before, like, 2008 were all taking place in the future. So, like, if they were, like, heroes you'd recognize, it was because they were, like, immortal for some reason or they, like, had some time <laughs> travel magic that made them go into the future. Sure, some marvel shit. Some Marvel shit. But then, like, once the movies came out, 
all the high profile guests were like had stints being a guard, like Iron Man, Captain Marvel, The Thing. Uh, yeah. Like ev- the John Carpenter one. Yeah, John Carpenter's The Thing was there. Uh, the Alien from Alien, uh, The Predator. <laughs> they were all there. Santa. Santa, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> the Krampus. I I uh, like how that made me laugh because also there is a Santa Claus comic that I think wasn't that also Grant Morrison Klaus. I, I think read that whole be. series. I think it might be. But yeah, so all that to say, the vibe and and it's interesting because like you you were saying earlier, like the movie Guardians is like sort of the example you went to, but the vibe of just it as a property i think is very similar to the vibe of star wars as a property totally like this movie is littered with star warsy things there's like the mucky underbelly stuff the sort of like lived in world and then there's also the really like sexy fancy flashy world the the like earth uh like analog the in this nova movie. yeah the nova core the glenn close world the glenn mm-hmm. close and john c, john c. riley world yeah. Um, is very like Nebu Coruscanti, and then like the rest of it is very like Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you can't tell if anybody's actually a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. Um, the it's... vibe of this movie is Star Wars so hard. Like, yeah. To, for us to give this a score lower than like either of the Mission Impossible movies feels like a no. crime because be this wild. movie is like Star Wars with different characters. In fact. If there were a Star Wars movie, like in the Star Wars galaxy, where there's like a team that breaks out of prison and like tries to go get a thing, I would be like, yeah, I want to see that. Especially well, so- like you're telling me it's like a funny movie. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars doesn't have that like comedy comedy. Like Star Wars can be funny, but this movie is a very funny movie. Um, yeah. And this, like I would see the shit out of that movie. This is what this movie is what Solo should have been. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, and not and I'm not saying they should have used like you know real world songs in Solo. Like no, but this movie. I'm not in love. <laughs> this vibe, like this scoundrel, rascally guy getting a team together and like of sort other of other scoundrels. Yeah, making a name for himself. Like if you yeah. in, instead of literally showing a uh, imperial soldier being like your name is Solo because you're by yourself. Right. Like this is what that movie wanted to be and what it could have been. Totally. If it had been maybe a little given a little more like room to breathe. When he says to that guy in like the early like opening scene and he's like, Who like who are you? And he's like, I'm Star Lord. He's like, Who? And he's like, Star Lord. <laughs> like that that's great. That that is that sort of like the the Han Solo before he's like super confident. Yeah. You know, like that's what he could have been. And and so yes, the so that's that's what Solo should have been, could have been. This movie does that vibe really well because it is Star Wars not connected to the Star Wars universe and able to play and be really fun. And so what do we got? We got bops. All right. Oh, boy, do we have bops. Now, it's not necessarily score. No, it's just songs. (laughs) It's just songs. It's the best soundtrack to, like, a movie in the, the new century. I mean, it's kind of cheating because they did just pick the best songs. Like the best songs from like from the like 70s and 80s. A decade or two. And we're like, this is it. Like, it's it's definitely cheating. But like, it right. is very good. And we have making a plan uh, to like mm-hmm. get the thing. We've got to break out of a place. Like, there's, you know, uh, there there's is a some bad guy in. who answers to a bigger bad guy. Mm-hmm. Which, gosh, Lee Pace, such a waste in this role. It's so unfortunate yeah. that they made Ronan such a boring thing. Yeah, he was bland. Because it could have been really cool. 
because the acu- the accusers in the comics have a sort of compelling like goal and they really really watered it down and made him very one note which marvel does with literally every villain except for like loki and uh right. uh killmonger yeah, and like really black do. panther and, yeah killmonger because like every other villain is a boring and boy the vulture did michael keaton knock that performance out of the fucking park? i did like the vulture <laughs> that was cool um and i'm trying to think if there's any other good ones ah who cares anyway so yeah andy circus is one and he doesn't have an arm oh, yeah, he's or claw but he's like oh, whatever they just it, <laughs> from inspector gadget yeah he's dr claw <laughs> <laughs> he's like gadget um we have and yeah we have you have like you mentioned you've got the duo like chewy analog with like groot right you got it all baby if you want some star wars you got that star wars flavor the Nova ships all flying together and making the like big net. Mm. That to me, I don't know like how to phrase this. That almost feels too space fantasy to be Star Wars. <laughs> it's too, it's like too science fictiony, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly what to how to like pinpoint it because it like it is kind of Death Star ish and it is kind of it, it's almost more like Power Rangers than it is anything else like well, a bunch you know, of ships coming together and making a thing you know what it, it's like so the idea of Guardians right is that like it's not in the future but like these civilizations are advanced into like, right, right. future technology for us yeah. and so since Star Wars is like quote unquote a long time yeah, ago yeah, yeah. the technology that is advanced still feels kind of like I don't know grimier or like right. dingier like dumber in a way i don't know uh so here's another thought i just had benicio del toro uh yes connections he's a star wars and he's a guardians of the galaxy and he's only in it for a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. just like yeah he he was like gotta make the rounds gotta be in a marvel movie gotta yeah. be a star wars movie totally so a quick thing about his character gotta do my robert rodriguez thing where i go in front of a green screen and i'm in the next spy kids movie <laughs> mm-hmm. a quick thing about his character that i think is interesting because I, I i read this recently which i kind of knew but didn't really know is like so his character is the collector right so he's in in comics canon incredibly powerful who like literally sometimes will just collect people and like powerful people and like make them fight that's why he has like howard the duck at the end because it's like a weird collection and the uh, grandmaster jeff goldblum's character in thor ragnarok Uh is a similar character who's like very powerful but like we don't know about it and like in the comics they are both immortals that are like the only way they get to continue living they are fueled by their ability to have purpose and so for the collector, it's like finding rare things. And for the grandmaster, it's like making people fight. So like it's uh-huh. they're just like weird characters that once again, we have no idea who he is. He just is like doing a weird voice and wearing a weird costume for yeah. like two seconds. We just like didn't even need to know. No, it's just like here he is. Which that's that's the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy and this movie is there's a lot of Easter eggs, there's a lot of weird things of like stuff that means something bigger or is like hints to like the grander universe you see for two seconds which i don't know is that star wars or not because i feel like star wars is very much like here's the important things yeah and and the times when there are easter eggs are like after the fact like in the animated shows or in like video games or other things where they're like hey remember salacious b crumb yeah he's gonna be on a like rotating spit in the mandalorian because like you guys all already remember it it's not like there's very rarely a star wars easter egg for like 
a super cut fan. I mean, that's not true. There's there's a lot of those deep cut fan Easter eggs, but the ones right, but that they, like they are more being the, at like... the level of presentation of the collectors stuff. Like you know, it's like very clearly in frame for a while. That's when like Finn pulls out the like little robot ball, like the laser shooter, like remote thing, like... and he like puts it in front of the camera and goes, huh? "See, remember <laughs> like... this." Yeah, I think it's yeah. There, I guess it's a different kind of presentation because there's one being like, "Remember these movies that happened in these movies," and then there's another being like, "This is based yeah, on a this, comic like, book." You, but you, the only way you would have known this is if you read a different thing. Like if 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 you miss a Star Wars Easter egg, it's just because you haven't watched Star Wars 100 times. But like if you missed an Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy, you're one of the 99. percent Yeah. <laughs> Which so so to bring it to a wider point, it's fan service, right? And like that fan service is very Star very. Wars. Because it's like we gotta give the fans what they yeah, want. Yeah, man, this movie's really Star Wars. <laughs> it really is. I think that the could you imagine Glenn like, Close in a Star Wars movie? Oh, dude, fuck me my, up. My uh, in college there was like a doppelganger week. I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. on Facebook that everyone changed their profile picture to like the celebrity they looked yes. most like. And there was like a link that was going around at the time that was like, uh, put your your picture on this thing and it'll like match your facial features to like the closest celebrity and the closest one I got was Glenn Close and that was my profile picture for a week. <laughs> Dude, that's high praise. <laughs> She's a very handsome lady. She is a handsome woman. I, I, I Mine uh, at that point was, I didn't do the face thing but I did change my Facebook profile picture to Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. people told me a bunch that I looked like James McAvoy as Mr. Specifically as Mr. Tumnus. Oh, okay. Not James so McAvoy. Not as like Charles Xavier or... <laughs> no. Just him with like weird hair on his head and his face, uh-huh. and I guess oh, that's goat nice. legs. That's what people don't, a lot of people don't know about me is I do have goat legs. So that's oh, like yeah. Most Josiah of is a satyr. A satyr, a satyr, a satyr. Yeah, I I worship Bacchus, and um, I like to go play my little flute for the god Pan, yeah. and I like to go into a rage and drink people's blood sometimes, you know? Yeah, so if you want to, um, like, send Josiah an email, you can do it to a good podcast at gkml.com. You can send him, you know, like, um, maybe pan flute, like, sheet mm-hmm. music, or... Or, like, you know, cl- cloven hoof uh, care, if yeah, you got like any of that. polish for his hooves. For my hooves, for my little furry butt. That's not even a joke. I do have a little furry butt, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just in real life, Speaking not even. Speaking of butts, I was playing tennis not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, uh, and I, early on, I haven't played tennis in uh, over a decade. And early on, I went back for a. Bu- I, I picked it back up like fairly quickly to the like the shitty level that I was back when I was in like uh, middle school or whatever. But I went hard back for a ball. And I got it. I got it. I returned it. But I like my momentum was carrying me so much that I like fell backwards into the fence of the tennis court. A, I scuffed up my favorite sneakers. I don't know why I decided to fucking wear them, but I scuffed them up to the point that the white outside of that's sort of like a leather finish is like gone. And it's like the sort of like grayish blue underneath. And I just painted over it with white acrylic paint. (laughs) Um, And B, I hit the fence so hard that my wrist still has like a cut that's healing and my butt got a just like jet black Sharpie bruise. 
<laughs> right on the middle of the butt cheek and it's like starting to like heal a little bit but it's like st- you know when like a bruise heals and it sort of looks worse because it's like green yeah. and, and orange <laughs> yeah it's all like dappled with different terrible colors yeah so speaking I, um, of furry butt that's what made me think now <laughs> mike were you wearing a cup because to go back to our episode with ethan <laughs> Everyone needs to wear a cup if you're playing sports. I was not. I was actually wearing those like running shorts that have like underwear built into it. So I wasn't even wearing underwear. <laughs> so you were just like, I'm going to let my dick and balls just like <laughs> go wherever they want. Willy and then nilly. I hit my little butt. <laughs> and you hit your little butt. And Mike, if you'd been faced the other way, you would have hit your dick and balls. I would have. And it would have been purple. And Mike, if you had to pee during it, you could have peed in the cup. Like... <laughs> You gotta wear yeah, the cup. I forgot about your invention that you're working on. Yeah, my nasty invention. Your, your uh, dick protecting great. catheter for sports. <laughs> now, I want to be very clear. It does not go up inside your penis, okay, uh, everyone? Oh, okay. <laughs> or uh, any kind of thing you pee in, because it, I don't. It, it, I mean, here's the thing: if you get hit in the vag, that's still gonna hurt. Sure. So, like, like you know, I think we're gonna have cups for girls. And also, you can I'm pee in sure those, those too. I'm sure those must exist. Well, cu- cups for people with vaginas, cups for people with yes, penises, yes. and you can pee in them if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main point that I want to get across. Yeah. Is you can pee in them. <laughs> you're out there playing right field, and your pitcher is just getting shelled, and you're never going to fucking leave the field and come back into the dugout. Pitcher, you, got a, you got a little pee thing. If your pitcher is like... Throwing such bad pitches that line drives hit him and all his clothes come off. Yeah, and a drum roll sound. Then you gotta and pee then, in like, your cuff. Like curly lines come out of his head because he's so frustrated. Yeah, man, we are just repeating you know. all of our old favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people can listen to this episode and be like, "That they just called back like several jokes from several different weeks." Yeah. In a row. And so go ahead and cut all of that. And here's a clean coming back in. And here's... All right. Is it time to go to the break? <laughs> uh, yes. Let me see. Let me see. If, let me see what other notes I wrote down. Just thinking about Guardians before we get into the game. 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 Uh, <laughs> you know, I think what's hard about this movie, too, is that some of it feels dumb in retrospect. And also because, like, Chris Pratt is kind of annoying now. Yeah, right. And so, like, the dance thing at the end where he's, like, doing it as a distraction. I I'm didn't like, like that when I saw it. I remember going, it's like... It's kind of dumb. They treated this villain with such seriousness throughout the movie, despite the movie being, like, funny and lighthearted. Like, this villain has always been scary and, like, not to be fucked with. And then he, like, does that dance-off. Like, no, I yeah. don't think so. It's yeah, cute, it not, it but it's ring. not, like, it's not good. It didn't ring true. I think... I don't think I have really any other actual notes. So aside from like, yeah, I, I, some, I would be interested to watch this movie again and see my take on it because I remember watching the second one and being like, I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I also haven't watched the first right, one in a while. Right, exactly. That's how Marvel but movies my, work. But, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you it's kind of true. It's, like, it's in, like a TV show. It's like years long a television show that like twice a year you watch a long episode of and like, what, are you going to yeah. go back and rewatch some? I mean, yeah, and, but not a lot. Yeah, not all the time. Yeah, I, I also just someone who doesn't like to rewatch things in general because I'm like, I've seen it. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, that's boring. Yeah. Why would I watch? I, I don't do that very often, but I, I would be interested to see how, how well it holds up because some of it does feel a little hokey in my memory. And like, like I said, watching the recap, I was like, this plot is dumb. Yeah. Like, it really is carried by the performances. But yeah, I think we can jump to the break real quick. And I'm very excited about my game. When we oh, come back. that's awesome. I'm thrilled. So let's let's hop on our rocket ship, Milano. Eighties reference into. I'm hooked on a feeling. Wee. 
And we're Groot. Back. And we're Groot. <laughs> we are Groot. I thought this great video of Vin Diesel. Like that's right. They fucking hired Vin Diesel to do that. They could have mm-hmm. hired like a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. And he would stand on stilts while he was recording his audio, at least for the first movie, just to like get himself in the in the I guess the frame of mind of someone that tall. Have, but have I saw a great seen... video of. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, just there's just a great video of him recording it in multiple languages for the different distribution. Oh my god! So it's Vin Diesel, no matter what language you're watching him, and he's like, "Soy Groot." That is like hilarious. It's amazing. Um, ha- have you seen Birdman or The Unexpected yeah. Virtue of Ignorance or whatever the subtitle is? Mm-hmm. I- it's been a while since I did, but um, I-, I remember leaving the movie like being very conflicted as an actor as to like what it means to like act. Like, cause in that movie they talk about, you know, like Edward Norton, I remember he like has a loaded gun at one point maybe. Is that right? I don't remember yeah, the movie very well, but like yes. they do all these like things to like make the acting feel real. So the performance is better, but then also like, you are being paid in the six, seven, eight figures level to pretend. And sometimes my, I think, you know, like I remember Patrick Stewart on, I want to say it was on Mark Maron said like he did a play where um, the, the first scene, his, his entrance to the play is he walks through the door of his home. He's like coming home for the day. And he asked the the designers to include an actual locking door on the door so that he has to actually get his keys out and open the door. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, that's cool. That's like a sense memory thing that really puts yeah. you in the moment. It doesn't necessarily, like, help you pretend anymore, but it does make you be present. But then the Ground idea you. of, like, standing on stilts to record your dialogue of I am Groot <laughs> makes me go, like, you're a professional actor, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably it's probably not necessary, yeah. but like if you need to do that, I know. Yeah, I think that like I-, I liked Birdman for the way it treated like the method, quote unquote. Which yeah, is, like, right. That I kind of watch that. We should do that. <laughs> I like that movie, but that kind of acting, I don't is not even necessarily like me- it's like the ridiculous extreme method, quote unquote, that people like to do. Yeah. And in my opinion, that it's it's just incredibly irresponsible because like your responsibility as an actor is to your scene partner like yes. in my opinion foremost yes. and so when you are not like if you are not being completely honest with them about like you know something on stage like you, like you never sneak whiskey into an actual glass right. like if you're doing that like it's just like the big thing that makes me so pissed off that i remember reading is that like in uh Django Unchained when Leonardo DiCaprio breaks that glass and he has blood on his hand because he actually broke the glass and it was right. actual blood and he like rubs it on Kerry Washington's like face yeah I was like absolutely not yeah that is I do like, not that care that not you above are above board <laughs> no I do not care that you were in the moment and that was like a great take because you actually broke the glass that is fucking dangerous dude yes. you're not supposed to rub your blood no matter who you like, are. If you're Vigo Mortensen kicking a helmet and you break your toe, or if you're Tom yeah. Cruise and you jump across a building and you break your foot, that's you. Like you fucked uh, up yes. your own life. But like yeah. if you're and if you don't you're, rub if you're, your actual blood on my face, that could get no. into my like eyes and mouth. Exactly. Like I could catch a disease that you don't know you have. Because and you're in you the put- pussy posse for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, so that like made me so angry. I was like, if I was scary, like I understand that she probably couldn't do anything about it because of the power structures at play but i was like i would have sued the fucking crap out of that entire production i'd have been like that is not okay but that's me as a white man very easy for me to say that i would sue somebody um anyway so here's the game yeah this is a very 
simple game called it is and simple and literal. Is it Star Wars? Oh. So we've done some Iswiss. But this is a literal Iswit. This is not a how Star Wars is it, is it Star Wars. This is literally does this thing exist in Star Wars? In Star okay? Wars. So I'm going to give you character names of people, characters who have been guardians of the galaxy in the comic books and some of them who have also been in the movies. And you have to tell me, is this is it also Star Wars? Is it something that exists in Star Wars? Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? So you might say Chewbacca, except that he has never been in a guardian of the galaxy. So I, I'm having a hard time giving you an example that won't like yeah, give yeah, anything Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. So, all right. For, uh, to start, one of the first guardians from the old comics, Major Vance. Major Vance. Yes. He was a telepathic guy. He got to hold America, Captain America's shield at some point. Now, is he Star Wars? Is there, is there a character or a thing also called Major Vance in the Star Wars universe? Major Vance. Yes. I'm going to just, I mean, like, that seems too specific to have actually be true. I'm going to say, no, it is not Star Wars. Well, you would be incorrect because there is, well, I don't know if he's a major, but <laughs> there is, according to Wikipedia, Vance was an Imperial TIE pilot during the Galactic Civil War. Wow. So I'm going to say he's a pilot, so he might have ranks. So I'm going to say... He is maybe a major, so I'm going to say he is Star Wars. Great. So you're making the assumption on major. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm making the assumption of rank. Okay. Mantis, who was in the second yeah, Guardians right. movie, empath, martial artist, is it Star Wars. Is there something in the Star Wars universe also called Mantis? Man, the, I'm, I'm thinking there must be because there's got to be like a ship or like a shuttle or a, a, a swoop bike or something called the Mantis. Do we have ship? That was me doing a family feud thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, there is the Stinger Mantis, Ding. commonly known as the Mantis. It was an S-161 Stinger luxury yacht. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I just Googled names and then Star Wars and saw what Wikipedia told me. <laughs> All right, Cosmo, who is the Russian cosmonaut telepathic dog that you see at the end of the oh, yeah. sequence, who's an amazing character, and I wish they would put him in the second one. Now, Cosmo, is Cosmo Star Wars? Um, my gut is telling me he is fairly odd parents. You are correct in that, but also Cosmos was the nickname of a clone trooper who ser- served in the Grand Army of the Republic during the Clone Wars uh, series. All them clones got nicknames. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is fun, but it's fun for me. So your, your thing could just be like, is this also the name of a clone? <laughs> because there's like millions of them, like like literally three, four million. You're not wrong. And they all supposedly have nicknames. <laughs> okay, so Starhawk is an early lesser known guardian. Is that Starhawk? Star I know the Ebon Hawk in Star Wars. Um, I'm going to say Starhawk is not Star Wars. Incorrect. It's a Starhawk. The Starhawk class battleship was a class ah. used by the New Republic during the late Galactic Civil War. Wow. So, the late Galactic Civil War, but the New Republic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like Death Star Two has been blown up, mm-hmm. but like there's still like remnants. I don't know. I didn't read that much. So here we go. You know, like John Lawrence in Hamilton gets killed after the revolution is over because there's still like British soldiers yes. in South Carolina or wherever. I'm John Lawrence in the place to be. Okay, so Phoenix, the Phoenix Force, and a person was a guardian at one point. Is there a Phoenix in Star Wars? 
Um, in Star Wars Rebels, the um, the name of the um, the crew that we follow on the Ghost, they're part of Phoenix Squadron. You are so, yes, correct. There's a disambiguation. There's several different kinds. Yeah, There's an actual bird that's called a phoenix. <laughs> There's several different ships. There's a rebel cell. There's the squadron. Okay. Now this one. There's a character named Hollywood who is Wonder Man, but he's immortal and in the future. Is that Star Wars? That see. Okay. So my my thought is going two different directions. One is like no fucking way. Is there a Hollywood in Star Wars? The other one is Star Wars is so rooted in Southern California. And like old, not old Hollywood, but like sort of like the era of like auteur Hollywood that I wonder if, you know, like Dave Filoni or someone else snuck some Hollywood character in. Um, I think maybe now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm leaning more that direction. I think, yes, there is a Hollywood in Star Wars. Well, you are correct, but not for that reason. It's because Star Wars movies are made in Hollywood. <laughs> Okay. So these might get a little fun. Okay, uh-huh. so here we go. And and Angela is the name of a character who was originally created by Neil Gaiman. She's like an angel person. Is there an Angela in Star Wars? Oh, brother. Um, <laughs> well, there's got to be some Angela who like wrote something or like was a costume designer or something like that. <laughs> so you yes. Are- Correct, but for the wrong reason, because Angela Crin was a female human lieutenant commander who served in the corporate sector authorities' fleet. Oh, oh, the corporate now, sector authorities. <laughs> yeah, the corporate. Anyway, no so idea what that is. <laughs> Talon is a sort of Wolverine ripoff because they couldn't use Wolverine. Yes. Is there a Talon? Um, again, that sounds super. Um. Thrawn trilogy, like expanded universe. I feel like there must be a Talon. So, yes. There is a Darth Talon who is a female Twi'lek who became a Sith Lord. Wow. Speaking of Lords, Fire Lord, who is a Silver Surfer level uh, powerful former uh, Herald of Galactus, I believe. Is there a Fire Lord in Star Wars? So, I did not know Galactus had an improv theater, (laughs) first of all. Yep. He had a Herald. Um, And secondly... Fire Lord sounds almost too silly for Star Wars, if if you can believe that those are words that just came out of my mouth. Um, so I'm going to say no. Well, I'm so sorry you're incorrect, because Mark <laughs> Hamill did voice the Fire Lord in Avatar The Last Airbender, so it is <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Fire Lord Ozai. Mm-hmm. I see. So these are just getting to the point of like being Kevin Bacon questions. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of them. Okay, so Drax. We all know Drax. Is Drax sure. Star Wars? Okay, so Dave Bautista was in Stuber mm-hmm. with Kumail Nanjiani, who was in The Big Sick with Ray Romano, who was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay, you're getting with, there. Um, Patricia Heaton. Uh, let's see. Who should I pull? I was going to say Patricia Heaton, but I wanted to pull something different. Uh, 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 Frank, uh, what was his name? Peter Boyle, mm-hmm. who was in Young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder, who was in Willy Wonka and the I Chocolate like Factory. I you're really digging a whole thing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, this is this is what it was like to write that yes. Ocean's Eleven <laughs> yes. game. Like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, maybe backtrack, backtrack. Let's see. Okay, go back to everybody. Raymond. 
And Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett is on Single Parents with Taron Killam. I mean, Camille Nanjiani is in <laughs> The Eternals, which is a Marvel movie that's coming out. And, Mar- and if we're doing Disney, and it makes Disney Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, true. But no. Drax is Star Wars because Drax is both the name of the captain of the Imperial transport ship, the High Hauler. <laughs> and there's also, this is crazy, in the actual movie, uh, A New Hope, Drax Squadron is is apparently the name of one of the three stormtrooper units that are divided up to go try to find them uh, in Tatooine. That is so wild. There's Alvian Squadron and Zeta Squadron and then Drax Squadron. Weird. Yeah. Okay. What about Rocket? The name of the raccoon. Is there Rocket in Star Wars? (laughs) Yeah, there's Rocket. There's rocket ships. There's spaceships. Yeah, you're right. There's a bunch of different kinds of rockets. Uh, There's just, I just, there's a disambiguation for weapons, people, vehicles, and in the real world. Um, There's rocket launchers. mm -hmm. I just lit a rocket. And rockets explode. Rockets explode. Uh, What about, (laughs) what about Gamora? Our friend Gamora. Star Wars was a long time ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, the Moss Eisley spaceport is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. I wonder if by another name, it is either Sodom or Gomorrah. Ooh, I like your train of thought. So yes, but wrong explanation, because Gamorians, uh, Gamorians are a sentient species oh, of green-skinned of pig-like course. humanoids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Gamora is Star Wars because they're Gamorians. And she's green. And she's green. And we don't know that she's not pig-like. She might just be like the most person-like, pig-like green person. (laughs) Or maybe Gamorrean females just look like that, you know? Man, it'd be so cool for Zoe Saldana to be able to be in a movie where she's like her Her own look. Her own self, (laughs) yeah. I mean, other than Parts of the Caribbean, of course. God, we should just do that movie again. Again. Holy fuck, that movie's great. Apparently she had a terrible experience filming that, which is very... Really? I mean, tracks, because it was like her first first, like film role right and uh she was very like um uh i don't know what the right word to use is but like treated kind of grossly i think treated nice yeah oh okay so anyways yellow jacket yes the hero yellow jacket but a different uh person not hank pym in the far future is yellow jacket okay so in the ant-man movie that guy is that bald guy from house of cards yeah yeah not Hank Pym. Well, yes. In the comics, Hank Pym is the original Yellow Jacket because he changes his name and suit a bunch because he's crazy. Got it. Um, again, that's like too Earthbound to be Star Wars, but like that makes me think like there is because of course there's a falcon and a hawk and all sorts of other like Earthbound like names of animals that like we don't actually ever see in Star Wars, but something about like. Yellow Jacket does make me think it is Star Wars. Maybe another ship? Well, you are correct because Luke wears a yellow jacket at the end of New Hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh When he gets his medal. Uh Uh That's just, I didn't even think of that. I Googled Yellow Jacket Star Wars and the picture that came up and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's fine. That's close enough. So Bug is a... A uh, character from the Micronauts toy line that was later put into Marvel. Is there Bug in Star Wars? Boy, okay, I'm trying to think along the lines of like Yellow Jacket. Like, does someone ever like step on a bug? <laughs> does someone drive like a bug, like a beetle, like a, VW, like a yeah. Volkswagen Beetle looking car? Um, 
Would you consider Watto a bug? Did I fucking nail it? <laughs> Josiah is running around his room and like holding his arms outstretched. I don't know what you just said, but I what I have I right here just it says bug comma Watto. <laughs> Cause that was my whole Yes! That was yes! <laughs> that was my whole joke. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, Groot. Is Groot Star Wars? Groot is a like dumpster waste removal service. That's true, but did you know that? And there's a like trash compactor in Star Wars. <laughs> did you know that Groot was also an, a, a male Imperial Admiral who fought against the Rebel Alliance during the First Galactic Civil War? Wow. Apparently, he was named after the character, so I bet that's from a comic or something. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. He was like a particularly tree-looking <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. I got two more for you. Quasar is. A powerful cosmic, weird backstory guardian is Quasar Star Wars. That almost sounds um, too Flash Gordony to be Star Wars, but again, like I'm gonna say yeah because it would seem as though all of these have been yes. All of them have been yes so far. You are correct, and you are <laughs> correct again, but for the wrong reason because Quasar was a human male who captained a commercial pleasure cruiser during the time of the Galactic Republic. Oh. One time, Obi-Wan Kenobi was on his ship. I think it was from the comics, the old ones. Okay, <laughs> last one. Charlie, twen- Charlie 27. Charlie hyphen 27. No, there's no way. <laughs> Which Charlie 27 is. I just want to hear how you stretch this. So Charlie 27 is a character who was from Jupiter and the original Guardians. He's very big and strong. So you don't think Charlie-27 is Star Wars? No way. Well, you're incorrect because Dominic Monaghan, which I'm probably not saying his name right. Yeah, Monahan, I think. Monahan, who was in Star Wars, Friends of J.J. Abrams. God, that's he, right. And like he the played, whole fucking jungle scene. He played Charlie in on, Lost. On Lost. And he was 27 when it premiered. Wow. So it's Charlie 27. So he is Star Wars. Wow. And that's actually true. He turned 28, like, in December... And he was 27 in September whenever Lost premiered. Yeah, what year would that have been? Like 2004, I think it was. 2004, he was 27. Check my math, bro. I, I'm trying to... I dare you. So anyway, Charlie 27 is Star Wars. I figured it all out. And that's it. That's the game. So um, in 1979, I am Dominic <laughs> Monaghan. Am I too? that's a guess we didn't actually look up his actual birthday (laughs) Uh, that was a really fun game wow a lot of those were really really great mental gymnastics (laughs) if i couldn't figure one out i just didn't do it so i cherry picked them to be ones that i could make a connection (laughs) (laughs) i kind of wanted to do the thing since he was on for one time just be like yeah there's a lot of things in star wars There's like spaceships, there's like planets, <laughs> like, there's rocks, there's like <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Like little guys running around. So there's my game, the end. That's really fun. That was the end um, of the literal Is It Star Wars? Is it Star Wars? Am I too? Am I too? So what else um, we got to say about Guardians O the Galaxy? I think it is funnier than Star Wars on purpose. Yeah, it's comedy so that forward. That is a point against it. 
Um, I think that's at least a little bit against it. Um, but like again, like I said, this we'd be hard pressed to not give this a pretty high score. It feels like it's falling into that Star Wars esque blockbuster range of like right in the middle of the high. You know, like seven. Yeah, I think it gets an edge over m- other Marvel movies though, because it is like a space, like yeah. caper. That's true. I don't remember what the problem is. I don't remember what we gave in the oh, other. I don't movies. either. But who's who's gonna hold us to our our decisions? No, who's even listening? Not us. <laughs> We're not gonna hold ourselves to our decisions, and we do listen. But you know, right? I'm not in charge. Well. I have nothing else to say. I, I don't really either. Like, we didn't really touch the movie too much. We talked about, like, the comics and, like, a little bit about the movie. This is what happens when we watch recaps, y'all. <laughs> Back to the good old days of Back us realizing old... we had to record. <laughs> and being like, oh, shit, should we watch a four-minute recap? Um, I, I do think the, like, bad guy being, like, scary but otherwise sort of a pawn of a greater bad guy is is pretty Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like... I, I, I think, I know I just said this, but I think this definitely gets an edge on other, like, sci-fi-ish, blockbuster-y superhero types because of all the space, because the evil celestial being guy and mm-hmm. uh, the scoundrel human. Like, there's a lot of humans, but it's all very alien. Mm-hmm. It feels... Like, like I said earlier, this feels like what Solo wanted to be, right? Yeah. And so I think because of that, we gave Solo a six. Oh, we did. Okay. And it feels more Star Wars than Solo somehow. Oh, definitely. Okay. And good. it's very bizarre bitch. that we gave Solo a six and then also Mission Impossible 2 a six. <laughs> <laughs> That's broken. We have a broken scale. Yeah, we're not good at this. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> hey, this ground is this is unprecedented, and it's like new ground we're treading on. You mean on. brown? Sorry, it's brown. It's brown graking. <laughs> is what we're doing. That's what I wanted to say. Is it's brown graking? Yeah. Um. Okay. So, do you have a unit of measure? I think we should probably get to um, maybe just stop beating around the bush. You yeah, know? yeah. Mine's gonna be um like purple MacGuffin balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's not I, what happened when I ran into the fence. I hit my butt. My booty. I didn't hit my purple MacGuffin balls. And if you buy one of Josiah Robinson's patented pee cups, you'll never have purple <laughs> MacGuffin balls ever again. Pee cups? Because your balls will be yellow because they'll be saturated Wrenched in pee. in your own piss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners, do you mind this piss joke that I keep bringing up? <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't uh, like it. It's making me laugh a lot. I'm so sorry. One of the design options on Tee Public is a mug. Um, so we should make a design that says, you know, like Josiah Robinson's <laughs> patented pee cup and then make the only design available the mug. <laughs> no Just the shirts, worst. no like uh, no. COVID masks, no wall art. Just a mug that says pee on it. So yeah. you can really upset yourself and everyone around <laughs> you every time you drink out of it. I think for my unit of measure... I will do. Uh, <laughs> I can't stop uh, thinking about. Can't stop thinking about the pee cup now. Is the problem? I'm gonna do hits from the '80s. Oh man, yeah. Right. We should reiterate that again. This movie has songs. It's got bops. It's one of the only Marvel movies that does. Yeah, and it's and it, once again, it's not an orchestration. Right. It's just but songs. It's got they songs took. that are good. 
Um, yeah, okay. You know what? I'm just going to give it a seven. I think I'm going to give it a seven. That's funny. I, I Were you going to say eight? Because I, I could go to eight. I don't feel great about eight, but I want to give it higher than a seven. So I'm going to say seven and three quarters. Okay, I'll, I'll do seven. You do seven and three quarters, and yeah. that's Average that's out in the high sevens. <laughs> yeah, the high se- seven, like point six, something like that. Seven point like three, five, four, seven point four. Math. Am I two? Am I two? Um, <laughs> It'd be Am seven point three seven five. Three eighths is three seven. There, there it is. There's our math, boy. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's in, uh, somewhere around there. <laughs> it's more Star Wars than some Star Wars things, and it's pretty Star Wars. So everyone, back off. Yeah, and also, who cares? What are you listening to this? <laughs> no. Are you like? And if you are, I'm sorry about a, all the pee jokes. Holding a magnifying glass to our shit here. <laughs> yeah, quit looking at our shit. It's nasty. Look at my pee cup. That's what I want you to look at. Not the shit. The, the baseball episode came out as of this recording, like two or three weeks ago. So, like, <laughs> by the time this episode drops, like in September, <laughs> people will be like, "What are they talking about? A pee cup? Why are they talking about this?" Oh yeah, we're getting real. We're getting real ahead Loopy. of the curve on the episodes, y'all. But it's about time to wrap up. So, uh, let's see. Do you want us internet? We can get us at House Visit on Twitter and Instagram a good podcast at gmail.com uh email us suggestions jokes uh whatever you Fan want art fart yes <laughs> farts fart at us uh you can find me at josiah.biz everywhere and josiahrobinson.biz for my website i've got an audiobook coming out uh it's probably already out by now so go get the code if your ai loses its mind it doesn't take can it take meds it's great it's fun you can hear me do accents um, I have a YouTube and Instagram that are the same name, Word Gospel 09. My other Instagram is Rule Follower Toys, um, which has been fairly dormant lately, but hopefully I've got new stuff to put on it that I may have already done. Um, I also, on my YouTube, probably by now have a video up, if not, it's coming out very soon, of me making another toy in the same way, give or take, that I made the last one. Um, that's also on my YouTube. Check those out. Um, Give us a five-star review. That'd be awesome. Yes, please. Um, Tell your friends uh, if they like the Twitter show. or whatever. I don't really care. Um, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. Check, look, check the show notes. Go to our uh, Tee Public site and get a shirt or a yeah. pee cup. <laughs> or a pee cup that I guess we <laughs> have to make now. One. It's like gorillas have a sense of life and death. Please listen to How Star Wars Is It wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> Guys, when gorillas die, they go to a warm hole in the ground. That's what the gorilla said. I swear to God, it's great. So, yeah, we have three t-shirt designs, two that are interesting at all, and one is that one. <laughs> um, I think I think that's kind of everything. You can check the show notes for other stuff, plugs, and, like, our socials or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so let's, I think it's about time for Tubby Bye-Bye. Mm-hmm. Time so, for like, Tubby Bye-Bye. So, as we always say. We, we love you. And... Main the fourth. Why did we do it that way? It's gonna be so hard to line up. Just, just leave all that in. Yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. Unga chaka. Unga chaka. Unga unga chaka. That song fucks. It's great. It's like Mission Impossible 2, man. It, it fucks. It, it is really good. And 
like the the chord progressions of it, like the actual just sort of melody of the like pre-chorus, the like. Oh, it's very good. Hey, what the hell with the bell? Help me, I'm just going to leave that in along with the one in the middle where we sang it, and that'll be the whole ending thing. Okay, great. 